No, really. What are friends for? Friends are for team members being honest with you because Anna, our like head of production, literally was not having it with me in pre- in warm up today. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. I'm Gabrielle Ruiz. And I'm Gabrielle's best friend and also not funny at all to Anna. <laughs> you know, you got to have a team member that keeps it keeps it humble. You know, it oh, keeps yeah. keeps you humble, keeps you honest. And, uh, Anna, just so you know, for the rest of the season, you can just pop in whenever you want and say whatever you want. Like you have earned that stripe girl. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I was feeling a little extra frisky today because I decided to wear something very loud. So, oh my God, it looks fetch. (laughs) Did you just say bring that word back? Stop trying to make fetch happen. Well, Um, you're making that jacket happen. And I'm wearing red glasses. These are like those, like, cancel the blue light glasses. mm. You know what I mean? And, yeah, that's that's as exciting as I am over here for our Patreon subscribers (laughs) that can watch this video. Um, But, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, exactly. I hope people do go to the Patreon. But we also, (laughs) at the same time, love for people to call us. And so that's going to be what I plug right now is that, we love to get voicemails from you guys because we try to do a couple of episodes every season where we answer friendship questions directly from you. So we have a phone number. If you haven't heard us say it a million times, I'm going to say it again. It's 805-973-SLAY, 805-973-7529. And you all, we appreciate when you call that you let us know that we're funny, you know, and Just we really appreciate it. <laughs> no, we really do. Like, we love the show. And like some people say we're funny. So we appreciate that too. Okay. <laughs> Today's guest, we're super excited because this person was like a part of like, you know, I'm just going to spread the rumor, was part of voting us into hoo ha ha, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> we just but found like, out. That's the tell like, all gossip sesh right now. That's I don't a, know if I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> My podcast is about confessions, so I guess there we go. Exactly. <laughs> so, welcome, comedian, writer, queer mommy, daddy, and baby. <laughs> Teresa Lee. Hi. Uh, I'm like going to get kicked off. You're going to be like, oh, announcement. Teresa is no longer on the Hoo Ha podcast. No. Um, <laughs> I think we're allowed to say when things go well, right? Like as long as I'm not oh, yeah. who didn't get voted, that's fine. Um, Ooh, yes. And but that's good, though. In the name of your show, in the spirit of your show, you should tell us who didn't get voted. <laughs> you can tell us anything, <laughs> Teresa. Like I, I don't leave space for like negative things in my brain. I try Because there was just so many that filled up my childhood. Now I'm like, I only remember positive things. Like people are like, you know what? What? is your least favorite blank. I'm like, I don't know. I try to like erase it from my memory. Mm. So honestly, couldn't tell you. You're, like I remember the ones that stand out and that's what I like. And then the others I'm sure are fine. I just, they're out of But are mind. we, but are we funny? Do you think we're funny? <laughs> yes, you're very funny. Um, you know what? The pressure's I will have to on. say that anybody who asks if they're funny does make you wonder. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's very fair. I am in that camp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're not sure. Usually in shows that I book, I'm the straight man. So, you know. That's like a, that's a tough role to fill, though, because that's being funny. But you have to truly believe you're not in order to, for it to be funny to everyone around you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so you got to toss that's, that. You got volleyball very well. You know. Yeah. Yes, you're like the setter of the volleyball team. You're like, aloop. Yeah, I mean, this is just basically like outlining all of our insecurities of now being on a women's sure. comedy network. Right? Like, yes. we're like, are we? 
women in comedy? Like, <laughs> so that's why we're just like, are we funny? Are we funny? Are we funny? Now nah, no. we're funny. We, we um, think we are. <laughs> we're actually also, thank goodness, uh, we love that you're on our show today because we love your podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love the idea of, again, our show is all about friendship. And so your show is kind of a, a testament to you as a friend, it seems like. And you were tell- <laughs> just telling us that you don't remember bad things. So you must be the, like, the greatest friend to like come and talk to you about because like you don't really hold on to anything, it seems like. Well, you know, that's not an open door to just, you know, walk all over me. Oh, I mean, of course I, not. Of course not. <laughs> I am a Scorpio, so it's like I do uh, hold, I don't hold grudges. I feel like people think Scorpios hold grudges. I just think of like stories as I see them through, you know, like if mm. there's a villain, then I'll see it through till they're no longer a villain. But, you know, mm-hmm. if their goal is to destroy me, then that won't happen. So I'm, I'm sure they will find that That's annoying right. for them. Um but uh, no, generally I like to. I don't. I've recently learned a new word, transmute, it's, which sounds oh. very like hokey. It's very like alchemist, like Eckhart Tolle, whatever. But it's the idea of like changing energy, so it's not good or bad, but taking something and like, kind of like transforming it towards being the thing you want. So I like that a lot. Like I think friendships mm. can come and go. I don't obviously stay friends with everybody I've ever met. <laughs> Sorry, can you hear the dogs back there? It's okay. We're Honestly, all in I thought it, I thought it was a hamster. Oh I really did. I'm dog sitting for two dogs, and I have a dog, so there's three dogs, and they decided. Oh, it's a party. They decided to jump on and play right now. Um, right now. But yeah, so I, I think I think I'm a good friend because I'm loyal and I try to be honest about things to myself. But if you're lying to yourself, it's really hard to get away with that in front of me. So that could be a problem for some people. Mm. I would I'll validate the whole Scorpio part of that thing my husband's a Scorpio and he doesn't hold grudges against anybody mm-hmm. he really like doesn't I don't have time I'm yeah just, yeah mm. yeah he really does like if there's an issue with something he'll see it through I totally hear that I totally mm. hear that but that's awesome but um but you know with going back to your show and the concept of it like you're essentially like asking people to spill right so it's like that that must be a really safe environment for people. And that, again, is a testament to you. And so my question really on that is like, on average, A, do you know most of your guests before they come on? And like, how deep deep are a lot of like, because I've obviously listened to the show, but like, how how well do you know these people before they start dishing? <laughs> oh, yeah. What was number 20? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, that's a great question because I actually, um, I feel like sometimes I make friends in the, in a backwards way. Like I like to get really deep before I like right away because that is how I am. I kind of put everything out there and I don't feel like you can know as much about people when they're just surface level anyways. Um, so there are, everyone I have on my show, I actively like seek out. So a lot of them are, they're mostly comedians. Um, in the pandemic, I started reaching out to, like, more experts because I was interested in, like, AI and, like, just more um, different angles, um, especially during, like, a more political time. I talked to a woman who was a journalist who, like, did a deep dive into the, like, Koch Brothers money network, which was really Ooh. interesting. But for me, I always start with a place where I'm like, oh, I would want to get to know this person more. Um, but half of the guests aren't close with me. Some of them I've just seen around comedy and I like and they're aware of me and my comedy and then I invite them on because who doesn't love to do a podcast 
And then it's sort of like my way to trick them into being my friend. Because after an hour of talking, like generally speaking, we do become closer. I mean, in a non-sociopathic way. Sure. Well, that's what friends are for, just tricking (laughs) people. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, that's the goal here. We just want to trick you into becoming our friend. So, (laughs) so, um, but yeah, so I, I, I guess I'm hearing... Uh, that's sort of the origin story of the podcast too, right? Of like, you know, you just really like to get to know people, it sounds like. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I didn't start going to therapy until I was in my early 20s. Like, I grew up, um, my parents are from Taiwan, and mental health wasn't uh, as prominent in uh, the culture as it is, like, in, I guess, in New York where I went to college. So it kind of came out of the idea of, like, how good it felt when I first started going to therapy, which sounds so silly now as a comedian. Like, we all go to therapy. We all talk about it on stage. But it really felt taboo, and, like, it was a huge stigma. My mom really got upset when I first started going. Like, she Mm. couldn't understand why I'd want to talk to a stranger um, about Mm -hmm. personal things. But to me, it was, like, this new space I found. Like, you said safe space, and I really like that. Because when I first started the podcast, I was genuinely just, like, I want to do a comedy podcast. And it really has taken a very serious tone. But everyone on it is funny, so we have fun. But people get really deep. Like, people will talk about Mm -hmm. childhood trauma. People share. um, They're not all, like, super severe, but we really run the gamut. And I think I always open with, like, let's talk about, like, where you feel safe. Like, who do you confide in when you have secrets? And I think that helps people let down their guard and show a different side that they don't necessarily put in, like, the punchline comedy they do on stage. Sure. Right. So, yeah, I guess that my origin, it was like, I just love to talk <laughs> and feel safe. So I was like, I want to give that to others. And mm-hmm. I have been in positions where people like to confess things to me in my friendships. Um, so I kind of thought that was a fun slant um, to have these conversations with people. Has anyone, has any guest felt after they've come on your pod to be like, hey, can you edit that detail out? It's happened a few times. I actually yeah, did take, so, yeah, with... Um, I have, and then nothing really bad. And I always tell people, you know, this can be edited. Anything you say, we can um, yeah. take out. And you can decide, like, months later you don't want it, and that's fine. Um, the only two times I've had to actually take something out, like, more significantly is one time. Um, and I can say because she, she, like, told me. I, could, I did, like, a whole intro about it. Mary Beth Barone, um, great guest. She is out now, but she talked about being in love with her best friend and being a straight woman. And it was really interesting because Mm. we really dive into the psyche of it. Like I'm out as a bisexual and now I kind of identify more as queer because it's a little further from the binary. But in the conversation, she would basically describe how I felt being bi, but she wasn't ready for the label. And I didn't, you know, it's not my job to push her towards that. But our conversation was very interesting. And later she did say it helped her kind of see that it was an invisible line she put. But she didn't have me edit that. She wanted me to edit all the stuff about her friend because she gave so many personal details. And she was like, my friend is going to be pissed. And I was like, <laughs> okay, like that's fair. Um, and then yeah. uh, another guest who, um, just Hannah Einbinder, who is really lovely and is on Hacks right now. As she was getting bigger, she just didn't want more. She was cleaning out old stuff. And she didn't say anything like, awful I think sometimes you just want to start new when you're getting a big break so I totally yeah I was like let's take it down um but yeah besides that I will sometimes put trigger warnings if we talk about you know anything that might trigger people um sometimes we get into you know depression mental health um I get into my own issues so that's the only time I really edit is just to warn people 
Mm. Well, everyone should check it out. You can tell me anything podcast. It's tell me anything pod on the instas. Because that's where we thrive as 30 plus year olds. <laughs> yes. We are not on the tick and the talks. Oh, you gotta I mean, get on the TikTok. We are, but like begrudgingly. <laughs> no, you gotta let it go. I'm I used to be like against it too. I fully see the light. Uh literally the <laughs> algorithm, like I worship I see it. The light. I I, I you, really <gasps> do. Because Oh no, that means I have to really try. At first I really didn't think I didn't like the idea of all my data going there and like what's it for. But then I mean, for one thing, like the Trump administration wouldn't touch TikTok. Like, they, he won't go on it. And then the yeah. more I was on it, the more I realized it is kind of this weird reflection of who you are deep down. And if you don't <laughs> like yourself, you might not like it. But, I mean, it revealed, like, it was, like, showing me, like, so many lesbian TikToks before I even put my sexuality, which I'm here for. But I uh, imagine for some who aren't comfortable with who they are, they might be like, why is it showing me this? Put it away, you know? Um, and then after a while it started showing me like witch talk and I'm like, I'm not a witch, but now, you know, months <laughs> later I'm like, I did buy a pendant crystal and you know, it's fine. I'm happy and I don't need to be a witch, but maybe TikTok saw something. <laughs> I didn't. So I think if you let go and like ride the wave of the algorithm, it'll show you some new things. You know, mm. I just encourage that. Well, I then I guess what that. this is telling me is that I must, in uh, deep down, really want to be a drag queen because all I see is drag queen TikToks. <laughs> 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 Which you, I'm okay you with. Admire the, you know, maybe you're a fan because they need, I mean, performers need fans. You guys I love, oh, yeah. love fans. With a yin and a yang, you know? I love drag queens. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I will take your TikTok class very soon on TikTok, <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> yes, I am relevant. I am young. I, I am over 30, but. <laughs> Insta friends are reality. Yeah. And one that we loved was from June 2nd. Polyvy. Yeah, it's a it's a really great like carousel of you. So the caption says, "In the first picture, I was quote straight." Anyways, uh-huh. enjoy this decade of pride glow ups from 2009 to 2019. Happy gay ass month. So the reason we chose that one was a it's very full of joy, so that it made us happy to see it. And second of all, we love we haven't necessarily we've thrown out the terminology of glow up before, but we've actually not talked about it in terms of what you said you would be interested in talking about with us, which was being your own best friend. So I guess that's the question. It's like, what does glow up mean to you in this like journey of finding yourself? We sort of touched on therapy, but like, yeah, let's, I want to hear your take on Yeah. Um, I like, that's so fun that you picked that one, especially since it kind of ties to what we were saying before. And you mentioned the bio, uh, Queer Mommy Daddy Baby, which is my Instagram bio. It sort of ties in. I'll kind of explain. I mean, I just, it's fun to imagine that I'm like the Holy Trinity within me. But I do also think that ties into being your own best friend. Like I always, to me, I, I mean, I have mommy issues. Let's not dance around it, you know. Uh, as do many Taiwanese Americans. And we're Asian. actively have yeah. worked on it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, we're... <laughs> We're friendly and everything, and she's aware of it. Um, I talk about it on my pod a lot. But um, for me, like, for so long, I felt like I was just, like, an abandoned child. Like, you know, in therapy, they say, like, you have this, like, wounded child inside you. So I was always looking to be baby. Like, I literally dated a couple um, after a bad breakup because I just wanted to feel, like, surrounded by love. So I looked for, like, a loving couple to just, like be the baby not in a I mean no king shaming not in it but for me it was 
that's metaphorical. It was more just like, take care of me as an adult. Um, no diapers mm -hmm. involved. But uh, then during quarantine, when I was really all alone, I did really have to self-parent myself and started thinking like, there are these three voices in me, kind of like I think people talk about the ego, the id, all that. And I like to call them mommy, daddy, baby. So it's just a different way of naming these versions of myself. I love that. But yeah, the glow up. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I have an identical twin sister. So it takes another layer for me because we did really grow up mirroring each other and believing we were individuals, but I think the world kind of puts you together for a long time. We do look very similar and she's also very creative. She's a musician. And as we got older and found our own ways and like learned how to cope with our own trauma, um, there's like a lot of growing pains. And a lot of it came out at the beginning of quarantine. We were actually mm -hmm. living together and we had to actively decide to like, I call it a divorce, but we had to basically decide not to live together. And my parents like could not understand. And I was just like, you know, I know so many adults who in the next generation don't even talk to siblings. And I could kind of see it going there if we didn't try to fix it. So mm -hmm. even though it felt like a move in a different direction, I knew that giving a space would be good. And a year later, I, I, it was the right choice. But um, yeah, that, that was the beginning of me really going, like, I am going to become my own best friend and learn to love myself, not just in a, you know, Instagram way, but in a, like, literally, like, take some edibles, listen to Janae Aiko, like, lock myself in the closet, for, like, you know, like, with my dog and just, like, face my own demons. Um, and I did that. And yeah, I think um, I think it helped. <laughs> yeah, that's brave, man. That's that's a lot to to put your, I mean, not put yourself through, but like just be able, just be brave enough to face. So yeah, hats off. And and um, you also like put it in the context in your post of Pride Month, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, and that's also another very like glow up, grow up, you know, however you want to look at it. Thing is to is to come out, you know, I, yeah. I can't say from experience, but you know, my follow-up question is like, you know, um, because you are also somebody who people like to talk to is like, you know, have you been in a position where somebody came out to you first, kind of the same way that you've come out to somebody else first, right? Mm -hmm. I have. And I, I will say before, um, you have that conversation, I think in reality, we feel when you feel comfortable coming out to someone, it tends to be because you've already sort of come out to them by being yourself around them and you feel safe. And sometimes it's really scary to be yourself around people. So, you you know, sometimes you might, it might come out in like, like in theater, often you're acting, right? So I think oftentimes in theater um, programs in high school, we do find more people comfortable or finding themselves sooner because you're trying on different mm. characters earlier and therefore you're being able to act differently in a safe space. Mm -hmm. um, my little brother, who um, unfortunately is no longer with us, but he came out to me as bisexual. Like he was in high school, and that was really special to me. Um, I've been in that position for other people as well, but more more important to me, I think, is are the people who I see on their journey. Like I don't ask them if they're gay or not, but sometimes I'm like, oh, queer vibes, you know? Or they just start to hang around more, or ask questions, and you see them really finding themselves and then later they do come out and you're like yeah I know but I think to me coming out is a, a not one moment and that's sure. kind of why I posted that carousel because when I look back it took me a while to really be comfortable saying I was queer um first time I really said it out loud was on stage so I think 
that sort of ties into that theater thing. Mm. But when I look back, the, the through line is much more clear because it used to just think of myself, you know, I'm straight in high school. I didn't question it. I didn't identify as straight, but I would go to Pride and align myself and dress up. And it was a lot more about like dressing a certain way, putting on like the tutu and like the makeup, which is fun. But it was more about like outwardly showing it. And then over time, it became more, um, you know, actually just living a certain way, just actually being okay with flirting with women or just being interested in girls and not having to be like performative about it to, you know, offset any uh, discomfort. So, yeah, I think now it's interesting because I'm out and I'm, I have a boyfriend and um, he's straight. And he's very supportive, but sometimes I feel like I have to remind people, but I don't because... I meet people and they're like, yeah, no, we know you're queer. Like, it doesn't, it's like a vibe. <laughs> Got you. So, yeah. No, really, Pallavi. I love diving deep into platonic love with you. It has really gotten me through this pandemic. Same here, Gabrielle. And, you know, we are happily working so hard to produce this slay content for all of our listeners. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm so glad we joined Patreon. Hey, Hey, Patreon. Patreon is the opportunity for our listeners to get exclusive perks from us all while supporting our podcast dreams. What kind of perks, Pallavi? Let me tell you about them perks, okay? Our Patreon page has tiers to choose from so you can pick the WAF perks that speak to you. For example, just for joining as a WAF friend, patrons automatically get access to the vodcast. Gabrielle, tell them what a vodcast is. It's the video version of our podcast where you can see us and our guest friends interviewed on camera. And wait for it, it's only $2 a month. Yes, it gets better. We are also offering the option to join us for a monthly WAF live show and Q&A. Oh my God, that's amazing. So they can ask us about anything. Not only can they ask us anything, there's even a few tiers where they could come on and win a chance to meet our guest friends to ask them anything. Slay, slay, slay. You know, I think what we're most proud of is that 10% of all proceeds from our Patreon page go to charity. So not only are we focusing on great content for you, we also get the opportunity to give back. So you're saying that all you got to do to get these perks is join at patreon.com slash podcast. That's W-A-F-F podcast. And that directly helps us keep making the show. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because that's what friends are for. Now back to WAF. I have a question about your siblings. Mm-hmm. With um, I'm so sorry to hear that you lost your brother. And when it comes to divorcing your sister, mm-hmm. it, sounds like what, it sounds like there's a friendship dynamic that you've had with your siblings. Can you explain that relationship with your sister? Like why you use divorce, yeah, the totally. word? I think because we... We were twins. I mean, we are twins. <laughs> we're still twins. Um, <laughs> we're still twins. <laughs> but I think for a long time, we, a part of our subconscious probably saw ourselves in the other person, which is pretty natural mm. for close friends. But if you've never, ever, like, with friends, you kind of find each other from outside. And then you, you know, you enjoy that part that you're similar. As twins, it's almost like we needed to cut that part out in order to truly feel like an individual. It's almost like we never truly were individual in the world. Hmm. on a subconscious level and now that we both live in LA I would you know I go support her shows she comes to support mine but it's always like oh there's my sister there's my twin and you start to see like there's a different version of this person that they want to present to the world that is also authentic and who they are and that's that becomes who they are because that's how they live the world and their their life you know in work and play and all that and your version thinking like you have the real version is actually 
uh, a little bit like egocentric to think, oh, mm-hmm. I know the real you because I've seen you since your childhood. But we've all changed. Um, yeah. So that's the best way I can put it. I mean, I also just divorce was kind of funny because I my parents are still together, but they've had many problems. And growing up, I was always like, oh, they would be so much happier if they just like found <laughs> themselves. So to me, I was kind of maybe playing out that narrative a little bit. Like, let's find <laughs> ourselves and still be friends. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> I do love what you said about having to create a separation so the other person from a friendship dynamic, I could say, um, that you as the friend see them in a certain way, but you have to distance yourself to let them show mm-hmm. you who they are. Yeah. I think with friends right? too, you get, you're like, there's a choice, right? And there should be a choice with siblings too. But I think when you don't lean into the parts you choose and you just focus on like, Oh, the parts you can't, then it becomes mm-hmm. resentment. But with every relationship, there's always good and bad. So with friends, there's a feeling that like, you build it together and you both build the friendship and at any point you can walk away. And I think that makes it feel safe. Like there's a safe distance between you. That's not a wall, but it's just like a safe boundary with sisters and twins, especially you get to this point where you start so close and you have to grow distance. And at some points it feels threatening to like go towards, you know, a partner or go towards a new best friend because it's taking away from that relationship, which isn't true. But I think, it's natural to feel that way when you've grown up and that's the first person you ever knew mm. and you're meeting new people. At some point you think, oh, well, you know, this person, any new thing is going to take away from that, like, close bond. Mm. Mm. I hear you. I mean, I, you definitely have another layer of that because you are twins, you know? Like, like, that literally is the person that is the same age as you, same day as, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's definitely another level of that. I can relate in terms of like you know actually Gabrielle and I both have sisters and she's the youngest and I'm the oldest and so sometimes I think that in our friendship yeah and in in our friendship like sometimes she'll be like oh you're such an older sister about that (laughs) or I'll just be like oh you're such a younger sister you know like and so Uh we've also I think like over time you sort of it's it's hard to see the other person's perspective on things and I think that also for me at least in my sibling relationship we work together like she and I are like oh, wow. business partners and so we found out that like there's a line that we can't cross personally like I can't make her be my friend in the way that I'm I am friends mm. with Gabrielle you know what I mean like with my or my other friends you know and so like we're even though we love each other it's like it took us a really long time to not to get to that point where we're just like okay with not being each other's best friend yeah it is sad but then it also <laughs> opens I think what you realize when you both let go and are happy for each other, like it opens you up for new experiences. And then no, if you have to trust that they also are having those experiences that mm-hmm. you're not a part of. Like I, I did recently get sad thinking about this because I, I was, uh, you know, it was a full moon. So I was getting moody was moon in Pisces. Um, <laughs> and I was just like thinking about during college, she went to UCLA, I went to NYU and we both studied abroad and there was a lot of, like real friend communication like because we were becoming adults and sharing you know like video chats and calling and really just dishing on everything you know like no secrets like it was really cool to have a friend to talk about boys and you know things like that too but also have the extra layer of like oh but there's like just a little more I can tell you now we don't have those types of conversations but I also think it's not that we never will but maybe we don't need that in our lives like we are that for ourselves like I don't need to 
uh, we talk about TikTok, but I don't need to like spill every single thing about my life anymore because I am in my 30s. And um, <laughs> it's like, I don't have the <laughs> urge to do that. Like sometimes I have to mine old stories to come up with, you know, raunchier Twitter jokes because I'm like, I don't know, things are pretty good. I'm setting boundaries. It's Things are good. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, remember when you slept on the a floor of a, a guy's house and then dated him for year and a half and he had no bed. Uh, yeah. So that, remember that? Uh, but I think we learn from those experiences. So yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but I guess I have less mistakes to be sharing with her. And that translates to me thinking we're less close, but in reality, I think we're just like more fully formed. Lightning First question. Do you have none, one or multiple best friends? Oh, man. I mean, I would say uh, multiple now, but this was a form of contention when I was growing up. Like, because of my sister, people would be like, are you best friends? We're determined to be like, no. Like, I never <laughs> had one of the... Like, I wanted so badly the, one of those, like, necklaces that were popular in the 90s and yeah. um, just wanted to be included in a unit other than myself because you feel, felt chosen. Sorry, that's not a quick answer, but anyway. I love but, it. Multiple? <laughs> I love it. Listen, like I said, we can do whatever we want on this show. It's our show. I talk a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, how do you keep in touch? Um, I love letters. Uh, I literally will write letters to people to a point where they think I'm nagging them. Okay, next question is in one word, or we'll take a hyphenate, what kind of friend are you? So, so some examples of that might be you're a problem solver, you're blunt, you're a listener, you're needy, etc. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh gosh, I am, people say I keep it real, does that count? Oh yeah, keeping it real. my friends have told me. I still don't really know what it means, but I guess I'm the friend that keeps it real. Ooh, so they come to you and they're like, I need someone to keep it real with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then finally, Teresa, what are friends for? Friends are for being your full self. So not just good or bad self. I think just be your full self. And also, I think finding more of yourself. It's like going on a scavenger hunt. Like not being afraid to find a piece that didn't fit, doesn't fit in the friendship because you can find another one that does fit. Just keep, <laughs> finding, fit, just keep finding yourself until we're all one big singularity algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> Way to bring it back around. Yeah. <laughs> Go on TikTok. Everyone, no, everyone, yeah, this is a TikTok <laughs> ad now. <laughs> well, if you decide to find yourself in drag, then I'll see you on TikTok, I guess. So, <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Trees, for coming on the show. We're, we're really excited to be part of the hoo ha family. Thanks for making, helping make that happen for us. Yeah, and so uh, we can't wait until you know, more um, in-person shows are happening too so we can come support you there. Thank you so much. This was so fun. So before we go, actually, why don't you, since you're the pro, give all the WAF fam um, sort of the lowdown on what's great about the hoo ha app, where do they get it? We love we do that every time, but since you're in the fam, we wanted you to do it. Right, yeah, you get the hoo app. It's free. It has, like, a ton of original shows, but also you got more than podcasts. you got streaming. You've got interviews and what i think is really cool about podcasts okay let's say you just heard a clip you like like this part you just literally click share and it'll take the last 15 seconds of what you heard and it can share directly to instagram which i know this sounds like an ad read i'm not reading anything (laughs) i just think this part is really cool because i spend so much time trying to like edit things on imovie or whatever you can share all day just share those clips okay 
Yeah, for sure. No, no, we we love that feature too because like it's so much work for us to like make those audiograms, and now we don't mm-hmm. got to do it anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Teresa, and we will bye, new friends. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. 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 One, two, three, four. This episode was produced by Team Access Productions and Fastnickel Inc. and presented by Hoo-Ha-Ha. Our supervising producer is Philip Sanchez. Our consulting producers are Kathleen Cho and Rose Harwood. Head of production and marketing is Anna Daniker. Digital content director is Susie Cabello. Our production assistants are Daniela Heredia Vega, Soler Olson, and Julia Kelch. Our podcast artwork is created by Ashwarya Sukesh. Original music is by Joey Sherman. Special thanks to Irresistible Force Publicity and Hari Savitala. Don't forget to download the free Hoo-Ha-Ha app to listen to WAF and other exclusive women-led podcasts. And as always, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening now. This helps our show's visibility and helps us keep making it for you. And find us on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok at WAF Podcast. That's W-A-F-F Podcast. To find links to our exclusive vodcasts, live shows, shop merch, or even text us, visit WAFPodcast.com. We truly appreciate you all checking in with us online. But you know that friend that you've been like, oh, I really haven't checked in with them in a while. Go do that. Yeah, go do that now.